Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hi, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. <laughs> I can't help but sing my episodes. <laughs> I don't know when I started, but I can't fucking stop. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Go follow me. I'm at Strict Anonymous on both of those places. Don't follow me on Facebook. Don't DM me there because I never go on there. I hate Facebook. It fucking sucks. Get off of Facebook if you're on there. Let's all revolt on Facebook <laughs> anyway. But I do like Instagram and I, do, I don't mind Twitter. Uh, so follow me there at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remain, remains anonymous on my show. I don't even ask people who they really are. You could call me from a blocked number. I change everybody's voices. Everyone makes up a name, but they call in to tell me their true story. So if you want to call in and tell me you're all about like your secret life or your messy life or your interesting life <laughs> while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the show. Or go to Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous and DM me there. Oh, you could also call my confessionals hotline, confessions hotline, confessional hotline. I don't know. Uh, the number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. That number, that hotline is available for you to call whenever, 24-7. I don't pick up the phone. I think one time my son picked up the phone by accident. <laughs> Sorry to whoever that was. But uh, I don't pick up the phone. You could leave your confessions there. Make sure you're talking in a quiet place. But you could also, and this is what people have been using it for, pitch me your story for the show. Give me a little background about what you want to talk about. And if I'm interested, I'll either text, I'll text, I would not either. I will text you back from that line. The hotline number, the email to follow me, links to my Instagram and Twitter, all of that is in the description. Also, go follow me on YouTube. And also, if you're listening on a podcast app, which I know that you are, follow me there. Make sure to follow my show, subscribe to my show. If you love my show, give me a great review. I love reading reviews and hearing from my listeners. And that's also what YouTube is about. You can follow me over on YouTube and comment on the show. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'm there too. Now this is Fetish Fridays. I love Fetish Fridays. I started it a couple months back because uh, there's a lot of crazy fetishes out there. So I did d dedicate every other Friday to one specific fetish. Today it's going to be face sitting. Okay. <laughs> but he also has like a cross-dressing fetish. He has a lot of fetishes that he discusses on this, but we mostly focus on the face sitting, the bondage face sitting. He's really into that. We talk about where he thinks that might come from, or I kind of put it together because he is very into going down on women. His first wife comes into play with all of that. He has a first wife who actually cheated on him and why she cheated and how he found out. And uh, like I said, we also hit on his 
cross-dressing a little bit and um, how he was open and honest about that with his wife. He we talks about how he was dating two sisters and then all the cheating he was doing, which is kind of interesting because somebody cheated on him and then he winds up becoming the cheater himself. We talk about that. He is totally obsessed with going down on women. Like I said, that's his fetish, quote unquote. I talk about where I think it might come from after hearing his whole story. You might draw the same conclusion or think I'm fucking nuts. Whichever that is, you could go to YouTube and tell me because I love discussing my episodes over there. (laughs) But anyway, and he's also currently cheating. Okay, he's still doing the face sitting and all this stuff. And like I said, he's now the cheater. And he's cheating with all these people, including somebody who's kind of close with him and connected in a familial way. Is that a correct word? Is that the right word? (laughs) Who's connected to him in a very uh, close way. And he's starting, I'm sorry, but I think he's starting to have an affair with this one. But he's also cheating with all these others. And he's into bondage and he talks about a milking machine and all kinds of good stuff. This one has so much in it. It's super interesting. So I'm going to get right to it and be right back on with John. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, Hi, John. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. So listen, John, you have... uh, I don't know if you call it a fetish. You have like a, what, like an obsession. I don't know what the right word is. You're going to tell me what it is. But I have to say that when I first started my show like eight years ago, the first time I put out a Craigslist ad, I got back. I always say like, oh, it was like hitting gold. I put out an ad and like I had got like 10 emails with all these guys with these crazy sex problems that they wanted to talk about. And one of them was like, I could only get off with going down on girls. Like he was obsessed with going down on girls. And you were like literally in eight years, the only other person who has emailed me to talk about that. And that is like your thing. I don't know if that's the only thing you could get off on. I mean, that's what issue he had actually when he called, but I know that you have like an, in like an obsession or what do you call it with uh, going down on women? I would say it's probably an obsession. Mm -hmm. Anytime, like most guys, they see attractive women and and their goal is to actually have sex with them. Mm -hmm. But when I see a woman that I find attractive, the first thing that comes to my mind is I wonder what she tastes like. Right. Okay. And I mean, it's, it's not the only way I get off, but it is definitely like my first goal is is to go down on them mm-hmm. and do you go down it, a lot of girls <laughs> are you married uh, are you, are you... i am married now uh-huh. i've kind of i've kind of slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. in the last year i've probably only been with like five women oh so you oh okay so it is a little bit of an obsession because I don't know, obsession, addiction, because it sounds like you can't control it in that you go behind your wife's back and do this, or is she down with you going in down on other women while you're married? Oh, no, I, I, I go behind her back. She, she doesn't know. Right. <laughs> so you're so taken by the taste of women that when you see one that you have to have and all stars align, you go down on her. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's not the only issue I, or, or fetish I really have. Yeah. I mean, I'm big into bondage and, and 
face sitting and my first actual orgasm was caused from pantyhose. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, of course, that's evolved. But, yeah, I, I, I'm a whole book full. And the bondage thing, I, I think the bondage thing really started when I was a kid. My stepmom actually tied me up with duct tape as what? a prank. Okay. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I got to tell you something like I think that those little things sometimes you could see like a little kid have an interest in certain things when they're very little that are of course aren't sexual because you're not a sexual being at that age. There's no way you were a sexual being right. and your aunt did that to you. She did it like for it to be funny. You're a little kid. I have a little boy. I get it. But if you're yeah. into that and then later on you start doing it and you get this one of these orgasms by accident, you know, happens when you're super young and the wind blows and you get an orgasm, <laughs> you, oh, you start yes. to form connections. And then oh, there, yes. then now you have this thing where you put on pantyhose or you get tied up and you're hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I wear pantyhose from time to time. I, I love the way they feel. I wear women's panties. Did I lose you? No, I'm li I'm just listening. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm such an it, interrupter. It you're so like, quiet. oh no, no, no! I'm I, just listening. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I actually went and bought a brand new set of earbuds for this call, and I didn't know if my phone tried no, to no, connect no. to my no, old ones good. or not. Just keep talking. But yeah, I mean, I like I say, I, I I wear pantyhose from time to time, and my wife knows about it. My wife knows about the pantyhose. I'll wear panties. I even like to cross-dress sometimes at home in the bedroom. My wife knows, but the kids don't know. Mm -hmm. but I don't I, think I the kids have... need to know about that. No, no, no. And I actually, I have breast forms. That all started. What I had ordered something from Adam and Eve, and they sent a surprise free gift, and it was a lingerie set. And I had cross-dressed before when I was younger with, like, my stepmom's clothes and stuff like that. But I, I kind of left it alone and, and dropped it pretty much. Mm -hmm. And the, the surprise gift in the Adam and Eve set was a lingerie set. It, it, it had a garter, and I, I can't remember what the name of it is, but there's an actual name of the style, but... It had a garter and hose, the, the, the tie highs. And I went to sleep, and I don't know if I was sleepwalking or if I woke up and decided I wanted to try it on, but I woke up the next morning wearing it. And you don't remember since... how you got to wear it? <laughs> no, I, don't, I do not remember putting it on at all. That's a little interesting. I mean, were you drinking? I had had a few drinks, oh, okay. but uh, only like two or three. It's interesting that you blocked it out of your memory. Well, I have been known to wake up and do stuff when I'm half asleep and oh. not remember it. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's, I, I guess it's almost like sleepwalking, but mm -hmm. not quite that bad. Yeah. I don't walk around the house and do stuff. It's usually just right here in the bedroom or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I woke up wearing that outfit. And my wife didn't see it. She she got out of the bed and went out in the living room. And I woke up under my own blanket. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what, what What's going on? <laughs> that's a little funny. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, it, 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 it really aroused me. 
and I, I woke up, I got up, got moving around, got changed and everything. And, and then I asked my wife, I was like, did you happen to, to look under the blanket or, or see me this morning? She was like, no, why? I was like, oh, I was just curious. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to tell her why. I, <laughs> I didn't know if she had seen it. I assumed if she had seen it, she would have said something, but she didn't say anything. So. You, you anyhow, obviously did this in the middle of the night, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it, it was. It was later in the night. She was already asleep. I don't know how I didn't wake her up. She's such a light sleeper. But but eventually, later on in the day, I told her about it. Because uh, I, I kind of thought it was funny the more I thought about it. And I told her that, that how I woke up so aroused and how comfortable it felt. And how when I was younger, I used to like to play with women's underwear and stuff like that. And she told me, you know, if, if, you, if it's something you like doing, you can do it. I mean, she doesn't have a problem with it. That's cool. Kinda, it kind of surprised me, but she's mm-hmm. real laid back. And, and that's how the cross-dressing really started. But my obsession with going down on women I think really started with my first wife because I was a virgin when her and I got together. Mm-hmm. But no matter how much sex we had, she could never orgasm. She had told me that she had been with like two other people and she had never orgasmed. She was the type of, of woman that couldn't orgasm from penetration. Mm-hmm. So I would start going down on her and it was like a challenge. I wanted to make her orgasm. Yeah. And the first time she orgasmed, it was, it, she said it was so intense that, that she didn't even know where she was at. I, I mean, it was, it was amazing. She had squirted. She had, wow. I mean, she had just let go. Mm-hmm. So from then on, it was like a challenge to try to get her to that point. And it, it just became so much fun. And I and I love the taste. I really do. I love the taste of the woman. So now, you know, anytime I see a woman that that's that I that I'm attracted to, that is what I, I'd love to taste her. Just really enjoy doing it. But, I mean, when did it start? Were you always kind of a cheater? Or is it when you got really into this going down thing that you felt like you couldn't control yourself and you were going and seeing women behind her back? Or do you just see women behind her back? You would do it regardless. I I think the going and seeing women behind my wife's back really started at the end of my first marriage. Mm -hmm. Because I had been the most faithful I, I had never messed around. I mean, sure, I would look, and, and but I would never cheat on my woman. Interesting. And af- mm-hmm. after we divorced, I learned from several people that my wife was, w- w- was just cheating all the time with several different people. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Oh, you mean your first wife. Right. You found out after the fact, you guys have finally, you had split up already, but you found out that she was cheating the whole time you were with her? Right. Yeah, that's kind of, fu- that's going to fuck you up. And and it kind of, it kind of broke me, you yeah. know, that the, uh, the whole commitment thing. Mm-hmm. The woman that I'm actually married to right now, I was, I worked with her sister, and her sister and I would hang out after work, and we were actually having sex and having a good time. And then mm-hmm. she, she, but she didn't want a relationship. She just wanted the fun, which was fine with me at the time because me and my wife had just split up Mm -hmm. and I told her I'm the type of person I really need to be in a relationship, which I think most guys are. Most guys need a partner to kind of ground them. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of like that type of person, but, but she introduced me to her sister. Her sister and I started hanging out and, you know, doing the same thing. And then she popped up pregnant. So we moved in together because I wanted to make sure I took care of my child. I'm I'm not a deadbeat dad. Yeah. And it was originally me just messing with the two sisters. Now, the one that I got pregnant did not know that I was sexually active with the other one. Oh, but the but the first one, the one you were initially with, she knew. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. Knew. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, with when my wife now was in the hospital having my daughter, of course I was there when my daughter was born. But yeah. when I had to come back to work, I was actually staying at her sister's house and being sexually active. But eventually that stopped. Did your wife, did this wife ever find out that you were ever hooked up with her sister or never? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Go on. (laughs) It it makes it really fun at family (laughs) activities too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you're hooking up with the other sister that eventually went away, but you, at some point you find out that your wife, your ex-wife was cheating on you and that somehow leads to you cheating on your new wife. Yes. Well, we just recently got married, like three weeks ago. We were just dating. Okay, but, but anyway, you're still cheating. Whatever, right? So. Um, right. Yeah. I've I've only been one person since we've been married, other than her. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no. So go but, on. So, but how do, how does one tie into the other? Because that's how you started out the story that you were always you were never a cheater. I think it's really interesting that some guy who was always so faithful his whole life was not a cheater at all finds out that his ex cheated after the fact but it totally rocks his world and then he starts cheating that's like an that's 
that to me is interesting. Like, I just wanted to find out more about that. Like, why and when did you start cheating on her? I know you were just dating her at the time, but here you are now in a relationship. You, when do you find out that your ex-wife cheated on you, and how did you find out? It, it was right at the time that we were splitting up. Okay. Because people that knew me, that knew her, had actually, one guy had actually come up to me at a gas pump at a gas station and asked me, she was like, or he was like, are you finally getting a divorce from so-and-so? I don't want to say her name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, we, we're, we're getting separated. And he was like, well, uh, was it because she was cheating? I was like, um, no, that's not the, the reason we're getting divorced. But, I mean, do you know something that I don't know? And he's like, well, she's always at the bar by herself because I work night shift. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was never home at night. But he was like, well, she's always in the bar and, and she's always hanging on somebody different. Well, come to find out, she had been slipping out and going to their house and some of them she actually brought home and, and cheated in our bed. <laughs> but, but, yeah, once I started finding out about it, and then the kids, my, I got two sons with her, and they started telling me that, that she would actually take them over to male friends' houses, and, and they oh would go in goodness. another room. And it, it, it was crazy. I mean, it really it blew my mind because I never even really expected yeah, I had, I mean, I had an experience at a very young age with one of my boyfriends that, I mean, he just looked me in the face every day and I just thought he was like obsessed with me. And it turned out like he was just like a massive cheater. And you just, when the rug is pulled from under you like that, when you really have zero knowledge, it's it's really fucked up. Right. And because of the way I was introduced to my wife now through her sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you want to get down the brass tacks, I've been cheating on her ever since we first got together. Right, because you were still with her sister and she had no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, most mostly it's just because I want to go down on different women. It's, it's, it's not even about the penetration, about about the climaxing, you know, it's it's... I just love the taste of different women. I- right. But I did ask you, I did sit at uh, the question I asked you, and this is why we're like down this path right here is I said to you, do you cheat because you're always a cheater and that's who you were or because you're so, you're so addicted to sort of going down on women that you have to, and you brought up, Oh, I was always super faithful until my wife, my ex-wife, I found out she cheated. So is it tied to that or is it tied to the fact that you are obsessed with going down on women? Maybe, listen, I'm going to really, I'm going to do a really weird far stretch analysis that maybe, because it was your first wife, that you had to prove yourself for she couldn't come you had to prove yourself and make her come like that was like your thing right that's how you got addicted to it and then you find out that bitch was fucking everybody around so i feel like maybe on some level you would still have a part of you was like that was still trying to prove something so maybe all these other women that you're going down on the obsession is most is still is maybe tied to that story 
somehow in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it, it could be, but with my ex-wife, whenever I found out she was cheating, I, I think it kind of ruined the whole idea of monogamy. You know, it, mm-hmm. it just, it's not so much that I can't control it. It's just that I really enjoy it. And I, I, I really don't even seek out other women. It, it just kind of happens. It, the, I, I don't know how to explain it. It is strange. It is really strange because never in my life, I guess, I guess because I have more confidence now, but Mm -hmm. so many opportunities arise from nowhere and, and I'll just start talking to women. And I mean, I can find beauty in any woman. I I don't even have to see a woman. I mean, I, I can talk to a woman like, Honestly, listening to your videos, just the way you talk and stuff like that, I, I feel like there's I have a physical attraction towards you and have never <laughs> even seen your face. I mean, <laughs> right. Nor would you I care. Love... You just want to go down on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would. Right. Oh, care. I would. You don't care. I don't. No, but, I, mean, I don't care. The whole care. point is that, right, you, that like in that situation that just shows it really is, it's not it's like a, a vibe. But let, why don't you because it's interesting. I, I just posted an episode yesterday and about a guy who would just meet random people like whether it was like the receptionist that he met in two minutes and then now they're out in the parking lot fucking and I'm about to air an episode on Sunday with a guy who'll just meet the flight attendant on the plane and she fucks him and and you're here saying kind of the same thing like I don't even seek it out but what I do believe that like attracts like and there are people that are like kind of like like our boundary pushers or have lack of boundaries or are the type of people that are a little bit out of control of themselves or acting out a little bit who and they could sense that that other person from a mile away and there's always they're like magnets to each other so I think that I don't know I, I'd like to hear one of your stories for example because you said it's hard to explain you know but like explain one of your stories of how you have met some women and tell me some hot stories of like women that you just randomly met that you went down on. All right, I'll, I'll probably tell you the, the most interesting one. My grandma, my grandfather died several years ago, and my grandmother met uh, met up with a guy that she had went to. I, I think she said she went to high school with him, but she had known him before, but they had never dated. Mm-hmm. But they started talking and wound up getting married. Then they got divorced. Then they got married again, and then they separated. Uh, but even after they separated, they decided they were just going to stay married. They they were too old to start something new like that. They were both too set in their ways. But mm-hmm. anyhow, he had a daughter that's my age, or he he has a daughter. Well, he he has passed away now, but the daughter's not. And the daughter still comes over to my grandmother's house. Well, I was at my grandmother's house doing a little work for her, and she had walked in front of me, and I just looked up, and and she is beautiful. I mean, she is very beautiful for her age. She is gorgeous. What's her age? She's 40. Okay. But I looked up at her, and she had walked by me and said, oh, Lord, I went the wrong way, and then turned around and walked by me again. And I looked up, so I said, well, you can walk past me as many times as you want. Well, later on that day, I had a Facebook request from her, a friend request. 
and we started talking over messenger and it wasn't two weeks later she was inviting me to her house i came to her house after work because i work night shift still and we laid in the bed for probably two hours while she slept because she was, she had only been to sleep like maybe an hour by the time I got there and she woke up and I, she, she just looked at me and said, you want to have a quickie real quick before you leave? And I spent the whole time just going down on her. And I mean, it, I'm sure she enjoyed it because she had, had squirted all in my face. I mean, she, I, I seem to be pretty good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But another way I hooked up with a girl, I mean, the actual action or, or what actually happened when I went down on her, you know, wasn't real interesting. But I was sitting in Burger King having lunch. And this girl was just walked up to me from behind the counter and sat down beside me and asked me if I was taken. And I looked at her. I said, well, sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and we started talking from there, and and wound up having sexual relations, and and I went down on her a lot. But... Yeah, I mean, listen, I like I said, I literally, and I might air your episode today tomorrow. I literally have it'll be like three episodes in a row of like these types of guys who will just these kinds of things will happen. But I do believe it's an energy vibe thing that woman knows exactly who you are and you know exactly who that woman is and therefore you meet them whereas like a guy who would never cheat on his wife who doesn't have this like obsession who isn't jilted by a lover and like sort of acting out he would never do like he wouldn't find those scenarios those girls because he's not putting out that energy like here I am available you know what I mean Right. There, it's an energy exchange. I just believe that kind of stuff happens on the subconscious level. But I'm always like cock blocking these stories that people like want to hear. So anyways, like, you know, <laughs> with my crazy analysis. But that's what I like to do. Um, did you right. ever try to work through how you felt? Like, did you go to therapy? Did you talk it out? Did you talk, try to talk to her and get some closure? I mean, how did you get on with your life after you found out about that? I mean, did you just shove it under the rug? I just shoved it under the rug. Right. Uh, I, it's like I have a closet in my mind and I just pushed it in the closet and shut the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is what I, I think this is like a prime example. And I, I'm going to do one more analysis and then I'll just get back to the regular story. But I, 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 this is just a prime example of how like you could shove anything you want under the rug, but it's fucking there. And it, the, the stench is coming through and it's affecting you. Like I, it just is. And, you know, hopefully you're having a great time. You love go down on girls. You do it all the time. You've been cheating on your wife who's now your wife forever and that's just where you're at but you know you just hope that all of this doesn't come back to bite you in the ass one day and then it's just what it is is this all this unresolved shit that is making you do stuff that's not necessarily you I mean you were a 
totally monogamous guy. You are a guy who knows how it feels to be cheated on. You are now a guy who is doing that to somebody who you love. I have no doubt in my mind that you love your wife. It's not about her, but if she found out, it would be about her. And now you have a victim and now she's where you are and you did that to her. You would have, you'd have a lot more to unpack than the shit that's under there right now. So I would suggest that you just try to deal with that a little bit because you just, because like I said, I do believe that all this other stuff is not the cross-dressing and all that, but the cheating on her with women is uh, you acting out because of those unresolved feelings and all of that baggage that you have underneath your carpet or in your closet or wherever you said you put it. (laughs) You know, the only way out of something is through it. Some people don't want to go through it and that's fine. Maybe you could just keep going down on girls the rest of your life and your wife will never find out and you'll live a happy life. And that's great. I hope that for you. But a lot of times in these kinds of situations, I talk to you five years from now, you could wind up like really messing up everything that you have for this reason. And I would feel for you, but it would kind of be like, well, that's what happens when you don't deal with stuff that you need to. Yeah, I I think she kind of knows that that there are other people that I see because there's a lot of, of time that's unaccounted for that she doesn't even ask about this. It's like a, a don't ask, don't tell situation. Oh, really? I, I, I feel like it, it kind of is. I mean, there's no way she doesn't know. I mean, there's that there's no way she doesn't know that something is going on. She, she doesn't know any kind of specifics or anything, or I haven't told her. But she's cool with it, but she's okay. Like she's kind of like old school or not even old school, maybe new school, but just or just the type of woman that's like fine. Like he maybe he needs a little variety every now and then and I'll turn my back because he's a good guy in every other way because I could see that. I mean, that's pretty great. Then you really met the perfect girl for you. Right. I mean, she she kind of I do believe she turns her back to it. I I think she knows that that uh, like I say, she's got to know something's going on because there's a lot of time that's that that is unaccounted for that she has no idea what was going on mm-hmm. and she doesn't even ask. Right. I think she's afraid to find out. Yeah. She right, a lot of time, you know, she could be living in as much denial as you're. <laughs> right. She could be. And I mean that Yeah. I, I don't question her or anything about where she goes and what she does or anything. And if and if I were to find out that she were cheating on me, but I don't think I would really have much of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like one of those don't ask, don't tell. I kind of turn my back. What I don't know doesn't hurt me. Right, but it did hurt you because you found out, and when you did oh, find it, out, it, it, it really my bothered ex-wife you. Yeah, because I had turned down opportunities. I mean, I stayed as faithful as as I could possibly be. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's real interesting. It's when I tell people some of my coworkers and stuff because I really don't have that big of a circle besides the women. And and right now I'm really only talking to the one other woman that I met through my grandmother's ex-husband. Mm-hmm. But when I tell people at work, it just blows their mind. They're like wow i would have never seen that out of you because i I don't go around acting like a male whore or like i say even trying to chase women down i I don't i mean it's just opportunities that 
that just fun me. It's it, it's it's crazy how it happens. Mm-hmm. It seems like when you're looking, you can never find it, but when you're not looking, it tends to find you. I guess I like I said I believe that there's just undercurrents of conscious shit going down, and it's so obvious why it comes to you. I don't think you're not looking. You're not like some doofus walking down. You're like like it's fucking birds chirping in your brain, just walking around, and right. like a, a the pussy pops up in your face, and you're like, oh, I guess I got to go down on her. I mean, like it's you're like it's it just it's so it's so <clears throat> obvious the pattern. Like you had this wife that ex-wife that you had to go down on you had to prove herself and that was like it became a kink for you because it was like really hot and then she cheats on you and you're kind of dev- I don't know like I, it just seems a little obvious to me why it happens I don't think it's just so for no reason but that doesn't really matter right now because your wife turns a blind eye she's okay right. you, you'd be okay if she was cheating on you um, so you're seeing now who still just, just the one girl that I had met that was my grandmother's husband's daughter. Mm-hmm. She is the only one that I'm, I'm really talking to right now. I, I, I've pretty much distanced myself from the other ones and sticking with, with this one girl, I'll call her Renee. That's not her name, but I'll call her Renee. Renee? Yeah, that's, <laughs> okay. that's what I'll call her. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> Renee. But I mean, she Renee, she is a great girl, but, and she always jokes with me and tells me that she's going to steal me from my wife and stuff like that. But I mean, she's, she's I like hanging out with her and, and talking with her and stuff. It's not just about sex, but the sex is really good. And how did I, you meet her? I met her through through my grandmother. Her oh, that's the same one. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. So you yeah. still do, now when you when you are having sex with these girls that you see behind your your girls back, is it just do you have penetration sex with them sometimes, or is it just yeah? yeah oh yeah, of course, right. it, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily have to. I mean, there's times that I can just go down on them and and I'm happy. I don't have to penetrate them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of times it does eventually lead to penetration. Right. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I, do you love going down on your wife too? Does she love it? I I like going down on her, but she has a really leaky bladder. And sometimes she she can't hold it. <laughs> So it's not like squirting, it's like peeing on you. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. In the beginning, she was squirting, but now it's it's like she can't hold her bladder. After she had a baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After she had our daughter. How long you been with her? I've been with her for 13 years now. Oh, wow. And we just recently got married a few, a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, the other ex-wife, did you ever confront her about her cheating? I mean, she's obviously the mother of your two sons, so you obviously still talk to her. I try to avoid her as much as absolute possible. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, ever since we split up and I found out about the cheating, 
I have tried to distance myself as much as I can from her mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel like I lost a part of me, not necessarily when her and I split up, but whenever I found out about all the guys that she had been with while we were together. I know, but you think, you know, I once had this woman on and it was so fascinating what she said. And I thought it was so sort of self-aware. She had a husband who cheated on her and she was devastated. Um, And then she started cheating on him and cheating on him and realizing that she still loved her husband, but she was over here doing this with somebody else and one had nothing to do with the other really made her forgive him for cheating because she was able to see it more clearly. And I was like, wow, what a fucking interesting view of things, right? I don't think a lot of us could get to that place because we're so busy with like how we feel. Like you're still like she did this to me. Like you're still in that place. And I'm just saying you're still there because it's not like six months. I wouldn't be saying that. It's like 13 years later and you still haven't gotten over it. And that's because you never dealt with it. You should be over it by now. Everyone makes mistakes. Like eventually you could get over things. I never understand why 20 years later people are still fucking mad and viciously mad at somebody that slighted them and yeah it was really bad what she did but you can get past it you can especially no 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 especially especially since now you are the cheater you do do it yourself so you would think you'd maybe be able to look at what she was doing and understand it a little bit more and maybe say, okay, maybe she was shafted by somebody else. Like maybe there was a reason too for her because there is a reason for you. So it's ridiculous that you're not over it 13 years later. She's the mother of your two children. Like you could, you have more in common with her than you ever did. Actually, that's, that's not the only reason I distanced myself from her. Okay. I have, I have a son. He was like, 15 mm-hmm. he's 18 now and he's been living with me for four years 14 he was 14 and she was going to the bars and drinking and going home with guys and leaving him home alone for two or three days at a time with mm-hmm. like no food in the house yeah she was a terrible and, mom too is what you're saying how old were you right. guys back then and how long ago was that that's only been like Four years ago. Oh, okay. So she's still because kind of a mess. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She is. I, I really feel sorry. She just got married, too, to her, a, a guy that she had met in the bar. But but she did my, my children wrong, and right. okay. I was paying her a lot of money in child support, and I'm, I'm still paying her in child support. And the one son that moved in with me is now 18. And my other son that I had with her is 21. Mm-hmm. But I'm still paying her child support, even though one of them lives with me and the other one is off doing his own thing. So, I mean, it's not just the cheating that yeah. I have a problem with mm-hmm. with her that I distance myself from her for. Yeah, it's, yeah. That makes sense. It, it's Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just it's more that. complicated. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a and lot she's still more. like that same person. She's like, if I was talking to her, I'd be telling her the same thing. Like, clean up your fucking act. I mean, she has her own oh, stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, she has her own stuff to get through. And then when you throw kids in and she's not being cool with your kids, that totally makes sense why you would really distance 
yourself. But, you know, like I, I just hear a lot of, you know, in you that you have it like in that little area of your life, that little closet. It's not your whole life. You know what I mean? There's so much more to you than this little thing. But because oh, I see yeah. it so clearly, it's just like that little closet in your life. If you clean that up a little bit, I just feel like there could be a shift. And maybe, listen, maybe with your girl that you're with now, you guys could still do what you're doing because she has a, like a don't ask, don't tell thing. And you're like, don't ask, don't tell. And you are much more okay with if she was with other people, whereas it totally shafted you before. So I just feel if you cleaned up a little bit of that leftover stuff and you really try to unpack it and move through it and sort of understand it and see it for what it was instead of taking it on so personally. Listen, she cheated on you because she's a fucking mess. Okay, she has her own hardcore issues. She is not capable of being any better than that. It had nothing to do with you. But I get why you personalize it at the time, you know, but a lot of times when you're 13 years later, we should be able to look at situations like that and be able to sort of release them and releasing that kind of stuff and making yourself not the victim anymore does help you with your own self. It's not about her. It's not about what you give to her. It's about what you would give to yourself. Right. And that would be great for you because it's just like I said, this little tiny thing. Um, and you never want your wife. I don't know. Like, how would your wife really feel if she knew? Because it's not like the sex. It would be like maybe not knowing. But I guess like you said, it's not that it's not the same. Like with you, with your wife, you had no idea with this right. wife. You feel like she kind of has an idea. And it's obvious that you are getting your needs met someplace else. But she doesn't really care or she's in denial. Right. So I, you know, well, I mean, like, yeah. Her and I don't use condoms, for instance, mm -hmm. and I have condoms like in my backpack that I take to work with me that she has seen. Yeah. I keep them in my dresser at, at home, which I, I never bring anybody home. I won't do that. Yeah. That is a rule. Mm hmm. But I mean, it's, it's simple things like that that she has seen that I know she has had to put together that. I, I do go see other women, but like I say, I, I, now I've narrowed it down now. I only mess with the one and I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I've kind of developed some feelings for the one that I still see. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not like marriage, but yeah, it's I it. almost like, I just don't want to let her go. Yeah. Well, you said she tells you these things like, oh, you could leave your wife for me and you've been seeing her for a long time and it's not just sex. I mean, you said a couple things before that I was like, oh, God, hopefully that doesn't wind up happening, that you wind up having feelings for her because it's like crossing a line of hitting it and quitting it. Right. Yeah, all the other ones have been like just a couple times here or there and mm -hmm. then kind of losing contact. But this one has has stuck around and it, it's kind of important to me. I mean, but she has has really, really caused me to to, to, to feel for her. I, I don't want to just walk away from her, but I wouldn't at the same time leave my wife for her. Mm hmm. But, I do believe I love yeah. my wife more yeah. than the feelings I have for what we called her Renee, I think. Yeah, Renee. Right. 
How many times a month do you see Renee? Um, probably one to two times a week. So probably four to six, I would say oh, times God. a month. I mean, that's like, a, it's a little bit like an affair, which is a little bit harsher than cheating, I think, for someone to swallow. I Listen, I think any kind of cheating, if you don't know about it, and it is horrifying because you were cheated on. But I think oh, yeah. when it's just randoms... If I was a girlfriend's friend and someone said like, oh, my God, he was like fucking everybody. I'd be like, but they were like hookers or random people. That's one thing. But if it's like someone, the same person, somebody all the time, like that's even like another pill to swallow. Like that's even a harder pill to swallow because you're like, oh, my God, now he was emotionally attached to someone else. If you have your emotional attachment someplace else, a part of it is going someplace else then there's no way your wife is getting 100%. Now, listen, some people could be polyamorous and everything and love more than one person at the same time, but that's not what's going on here. There's no, both of you would need to be open to that. So then she would also be getting some parts of herself someplace else. But like you do have a part going out someplace else and it's two times a week. That's a lot. That's like an affair. And I feel like that's even worse for somebody else as far as cheating is concerned. Don't you think? Pro probably so. I, oh I, I would have to agree. <laughs> I never really even looked at it that way, honestly. I just looked at it as, as going to hang out. Yeah, well, it just, but that's just what happened over time. I mean, yeah, you didn't set out to have an affair. A lot, a lot of times that's what happens, especially like with coworkers or something, because it's just like the time spent. You're seeing somebody more and more. You keep having sex. Now you're talking, you're hanging out a little bit more. A lot of times it's not, it's something that sort of happens without you really in, intending for it to happen. But here you are. Right. You just got married. Did but you? But I work. Yeah, my, my our work schedule, my wife works day shift, and I work night shift, so throughout the week, we, we really don't even see each other, mm -hmm. and what I'll do is I'll get off work, and I'll go home, and I'll pick my daughter up, and I'll take my daughter to school, and then go to Renee's house for a few hours, mm -hmm. and then come home. And it, it probably is more leaning toward affair. She actually even looked at me like last week and told me, she said, love you. And I just, I looked at her and I didn't respond. I just kind of acted like I didn't hear it because I wasn't about to tell her I love her too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Oh my God. Because it, it just seems like once you say it, it's like you're locked in now. Do you <laughs> feel like you love her? I I don't think I love her. I right. mean, I, I do love my wife. She yeah. has stuck by me. I mean, I, I went down a, a dark rabbit hole of, of taking pain pills and, and had to get help. But the whole time for like six years, she stuck by my side and carried me through it. So I don't do anything to try to hurt her. Yeah. It's just. Why it were you so developed. hooked on pain pills? Or was it just something that happened? Like, how did you get through that dark time? Did you go to therapy well, and I, stuff? Like, well, I had a, I had a back surgery. Yeah. 
And they gave you and, some oxycodone. <laughs> so good. Well, they gave me the hydrocodone. Yeah. They were giving me, uh, or, or it had eventually went from taking the five milligrams to the 10 milligrams, then yeah. taking two of the 10 milligrams every four to six hours. Mm-hmm. And eventually they were giving me 90 pills every six days. Ay-yi-yi. Can you fucking believe it? I could kill you. Crazy. Yeah. I, eventually that's what it led to. Yeah. And I got so hooked on them. Yeah. It, it was, it was crazy. I had to get professional help. Of to, course. I had to go through a, a suboxone clinic. Yeah. To actually get help to get off of them. Oh, yeah, because you're physically fucked at that point. You can't even get off, uh, like, safely no. alone. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I tried. I, I tried. I would take time off from work, and, and my wife, bless her heart, she would help me get wrapped up in blankets because I'd be freezing yeah. cold. Yeah, of course, I would, yeah. I would shit myself because yeah. I, my diarrhea would be so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't do it by myself. I had to get help. That's amazing that you got through that because that's really difficult. Like you said, I mean, six years, like, and how long have you been past that part of your life? 2017 is whenever I got clean. So that's great. Five years. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Five years. Yeah. I won't even go close to them now. I, I won't do anything with them. i I, I don't even like them in the house. I just don't even want to be close to them. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You need to stay the fuck away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it, look how hard it was to get out and you literally got out and you were so lucky and it was so hard and you got through that, which is really difficult and you should really be impressed with yourself or like happy with yourself for doing that that why would you ever put your take one more than right. you'd have to go down that path again no way I totally get that and that's like amazing and like I could see why you would feel that way towards your wife because she was there and stuck with you through that and helped you oh yeah I mean she carried me she when my money started going all towards buying pills to to keep me active so I could go to work because it was like I had to work to buy the pills. Yeah. But I had to have the pills to mm-hmm. go to work. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is a really good woman. She's she's an old school type woman. She, I, I think once she develops that connection, there's nothing I could do that would push her away completely. She She would still work through whatever. Yeah, that's why I said before, I was like, oh, is she old school in that? She just knows, okay, this is like men are men, and this is my what they do. But he comes home to me. He's there for me. Like, I just turn a blind eye. Right. That's, that's, that's what I think it is more than, more than she just doesn't have a clue. I think she just turns her back. Yeah. Right. I mean, you do say that you you leave your stuff around. You're not really hiding it so much. And it's not it's like kind of obvious in some ways. And she doesn't really say anything. Um, So you're lucky you did meet the right girl for you. Too bad she has her bladder issue because you do love to go down on women. So now here you have to go and see fucking Renee to go down. on her. I'll still go down on her. I mean, yeah. I, I don't enjoy the urine, but there's there's times between the urine that I just flat out enjoy. It's like I said, I get into bondage a lot. I like being tied up, and I like the woman 
you're taking control and, and sitting on my face. I mean, that's, that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And she, she'll do it. I mean, I, we actually even have a milking machine that she'll put on me. And one time it was like, I was tied up and the milking machine ran for like an hour and I, I was getting ready to give up. She came in and sat down on my face and forced me to go down on her. And it was like almost instant. I had one of the biggest orgasms I've had in my life. What the fuck is a milking machine? It, it's a machine that it, it's kind of like a, a milking machine for a cow. Yeah. But it goes on the men's penis and like like simulates a blowjob or sex or so or and it, it's automated. It's not Oh, manual. okay. So it's, it's like kind of jerking you off kind of thing. Like, right. So, okay. And so she had you locked into that, you're tied up, she's like kind of like edging you with that. Right. And then came in and does the face sitting for you. And that's like the top of the mountain. Right. That's the only way I, I could even orgasm in it. As, as as turned on as I was just by her being next to me. Yeah. When she got on top of me and I started going down on her, that's whenever I actually came. But I mean, I could just, at, at, at the drop of a hat, I could stop what I'm doing and go down on her if honestly if i was in a room with a woman that i found attractive which i mean like like i said earlier i can see beauty in all women i don't even have to see them yeah yeah, the yeah i got it yeah mm-hmm. but if i if i'm in a room with a woman that, that i have some type of physical attraction and she were to drop her pants and ask me i would i would go down on her I enjoy it that much. Do you have, like, and does it matter? Like, does, like, nothing else matter except that part of the woman at that point? Like, are you into all different shapes, sizes, ages? Like, does nothing matter except that? Well, I I wouldn't want them to be much younger than, like, 25. Mm -hmm. Because to me, having, having a child that's 21 now... A early 20s woman seems like a child to me yeah yeah, yeah. right i got it mm-hmm. but other than that no i mean there, there's no limits this size uh i've never actually been with a woman of another color but i'm not opposed to it right mm-hmm. it's just never actually happened Right, but you love it that much that no matter who it is, like you said, you don't even need to see their face. I mean, they could be, it's the going down, it's the action of you doing it that you love that much. And actually, I prefer women that are like 10 to 15 years older than me. Mm -hmm. It's just that the whole experience is just so much more laid back relaxed taking our time getting into it and i mean i've been told that i should insure my mouth i mean (laughs) it seems like i've gotten pretty good at it i mean i don't know because i can't feel it myself yeah yeah yeah. but you're good but i feel like i'm pretty good 
Mm-hmm. And now does your Renee girl care if you see other people? Does she ever ask you if you're doing this with anyone else? I mean, does she not give a shit? Uh, she's never asked me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I, I haven't really since I, I would probably say I started cutting back like three to four months ago. Mm-hmm. And now, ever since I've gotten married a few weeks ago, I don't even talk to anybody else. I haven't texted or commented on anybody else's things or anything like that since then. And to be honest with you, I I tried to to put Renee down. I tried to distance myself. I made it about two weeks. And she happened to text message me. Right. But is that because you like felt like, oh, I'm getting married. Maybe I should stop this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to slow down, you know, yeah. trying to just go ahead and commit myself and, yeah. and be monogamous. But that temptation is, is there and it's, it's hard to resist that temptation. Yeah. Especially because you've been there, done that, and this girl's in your life, and you're very comfortable with her, and you're kind of friends. Right. She's not I mean, some random. She's almost wifey number two. Because yeah. My, my main wife, I, I really don't see Monday through Friday. Yeah. Unless she takes a day off or something like that. Then I'll see her for a couple hours before I go to sleep mm-hmm. so I can get up and go to work. But during the week, I probably spend more time with, with Renee than I do my, my wife. I mean, right. my wife, I see during the weekend and I commit the weekends to her. Mm-hmm. I, I don't run out on her. I don't, I commit those weekends to her. That's our time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know if I would say it's out of control or if it's just the temptation and I enjoy it so much. And I, I not only do I enjoy the taste and the activity of, of actually doing it, but I enjoy the response, the, the knowing that I am pleasuring her. She is enjoying it. Just Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. That's almost as good as the taste and the activity. I mean. Yeah, I get that. I think a lot of people have that in them. That makes sense. Right. That's what takes it over the top for you. And it is something that you're good at when you've honed your skills. <laughs> Just right. be, do I mean, me a favor and be careful. You're on a slippery oh, yes. slope with Renee. Okay. Renee. I worry about Renee. Do me a favor. I'm going to end this call now, but do me a favor and let me know at the end of this year where you're at. I don't want you to get busted. Like you said, your girl's old school. She wouldn't probably leave you. She's been through so much with you. Maybe she kind of knows. Maybe she's never going to find out or get caught because it's it's kind of right in front of her face and she does not want to know. And that's great, honestly. Like, it works for you. And I'm hoping that this doesn't blow up. And it might not because she is that way. So that's cool. Right. But just be careful because you're kind of having an affair and you have this girl over here. And I don't know, maybe it'll work out forever. There's a chance. It's not one of those things where I really think you're going to get busted. Um, because of yeah. like your wife's thing, but be careful because like I said, you're just, she's developing feelings for you. 
I think I'm going to try to start slowing down and, and maybe stopping, but I don't want to make her mad. Yeah, I get I it. I, yeah, because you like her I don't as want a her to tell yeah. anybody that that we are having relations Oy. and get around to my wife. I yeah. mean, it is a slippery slope. Yeah, be careful. That's all I'm saying. Like you're at a place right now. You just got married. You wanted to slow down. Make sure to figure out that situation over there and decide how far you want to go with it or if you want to put the brakes and whatever you decide, follow through with it. Maybe for now, it's okay to just keep seeing over to end it, try, try and stop it slowly. Because what happens is like what you resist persists. You say, oh, I'm never seeing her again. And then two days later, because you just know you're not allowed to, you just want it even more human nature. So maybe slowly get yourself out of it. And, uh, but anyway, good luck with it all. I feel like I analyzed you a lot on this episode. Sorry, but I like it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Um, so, but thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. It's a lot, a little bit about a lot of different things. I'm thinking of starting a cross-dressing tier for my Patreon. So if I do that, maybe you call back in until we just talk all about that part of your life for that, uh, uh, tier because I'm going to do that. I can't do it a cross-dressing episode every week on my show, but I could if I wanted to because I have that many taped already and that many cro- people who are into cross-dressing that want to call in. So I'm going to do something over my Patreon with that. So you could be on a guest to just talk about that, your pantyhose uh, cross-dressing fetish. We could have you on uh, for that show as well. But keep me posted on Renee. I want an end of the year uh, update. Make sure that all's good in your life. Sure. All right. Thanks. Sure. Thanks, John. Thanks so much for calling in. And thank you, Kat. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.